This episode of the Supply Chain Brain Podcast is supported by Logility, specializing in software for optimizing supply chain planning. Be sure and stick around after the discussion for a look at the company and what it offers to customers. But now, on to the podcast. The promise and the prospects of artificial intelligence. The world of supply chain planning is in for some big changes. Hi, everybody. I'm Bob Bowman, Editor-in-Chief of Supply Chain Brain, and this is the Supply Chain Brain Podcast. The debate over the effectiveness of artificial intelligence in the supply chain is over. AI is here, and it's already rendering radical change in the way that product is sourced, produced, and moved to market. Most of all, it's playing a key role in supply chain planning, that notoriously difficult discipline to get right. With a massive increase in demand data and ever-shifting consumer tastes, AI is the only way that companies today can make sense of the chaos and come close to matching supply with demand. Today, I'm joined on the podcast by Corinne Bursa, Executive Vice President with Logility. We'll learn how AI is simulating humans' ability to measure, evaluate, and create planning solutions, and how it's rapidly evolving from a tool that simply amassed data to one that can act on that information in a manner that's more accurate and effective than a human could ever manage. So here is my conversation with Corinne Bursa. Corinne Bursa, welcome to the show. Bob, it's great to be here. Welcome back, actually, I should say. But this time around, we have a slightly different subject, and that is the role of artificial intelligence or AI in the supply chain. Let me start out with a hard one. <laughs> what is AI? When we talk about AI in the supply chain, what are we talking about? And how does that differ from previous iterations of automation? It's a really good question, and it gets asked a lot, Bob. Uh, artificial intelligence means a lot of different things to different people. Some people just associate it with a natural language interface where they can talk to their systems and get a response. And that's certainly part of it or one way to interact with solutions that leverage artificial intelligence. But its foundation is that artificial intelligence is using computer science, right, and simulation and algorithms to evaluate a multitude of decisions for the business, and in this case, supply chain planning for the business. The aim in particular is to really simulate the way humans would evaluate the data, measure it against certain performance criteria, and present a solution or a resolution to the complex math problem that's being solved or looking at new insights. One of the exciting things about artificial intelligence is that it does allow us to remove human bias. Even though we think we're being objective, a lot of times we as humans will interject our bias and really look for the answer that we expect or potentially inflate the answer because of our business knowledge. What AI allows us to do is really be objective about it and then look at 
multiple scenarios for the business because we're going to leverage machine learning. We're going to leverage the ability to evaluate larger data sets than we can as humans and really come up with a solution that's going to boost our confidence level in the overall plan for the business. So you'll hear things like AI, machine learning, you'll hear deep learning, you'll hear folks talk about the natural language interface or natural language processing. And oftentimes these all come together under that umbrella of artificial intelligence. Okay, I think that's a pretty good definition. How long has AI been actually playing a key role in supply chain planning? How new is this whole concept in the planning environment? That's really an interesting question, Bob. That shows you know this market segment quite well because we started introducing artificial intelligence about a decade ago, but we didn't play it up that way. I, didn't I think call at that, it that point, right? We didn't call it that, exactly. I think at that point, your typical user didn't trust technology. I think what's exciting now is that a lot of the planners, a lot of the supply chain practitioners today, they have grown up as digital natives. They embrace technology. They look for technology to accelerate their decision-making process. So I think now we're really leapfrogging and expanding where artificial intelligence can add value. And certainly when we think of supply chain and iterative planning and consuming large quantities of data and making sense out of that, supply chain really makes sense for leveraging this artificial intelligence to drive better decisions each and every day. And I'm sure that you would agree that in that ensuing 10 years, the amount of data available to us to do this planning has just exploded. So much more of it out there, right? Oh, absolutely. I think the last report I saw says that data continues to double every 18 months or the available data to plan your business is still doubling at a rate of every 18 months. And why that's important is that gives us additional demand signals, additional supply signals, shipment signals, et cetera. So we really have the opportunity to have better insights, better data to refine our plans over time. So the data that we use to plan three years or 10 years into the future may be very different than the data we're using to refine those plans to decide what we're going to prioritize and ship tomorrow or what we're going to manufacture two days from now. So I think it's this huge opportunity to get smarter and smarter as we get to that market-driven need. And all of these huge data sets or data lakes, as we refer to them now, really bring that to the table. It's also a great example, Bob, of needing machine learning and algorithmic planning to tackle these huge data sets because your systems from 10 years ago are not going to be able to really leverage that to drive efficient planning processes. What about the inputs? Has that improved over the ensuing decades? For instance, it used to be very difficult to get downstream input, point-of-sale information, or the forecasts of your customers and get that into your own system and then move that up to your suppliers above you. I take it then we do have access to that whole universe of data that makes this possible. Absolutely. And the goal is to tap into more and more data sources, right? What you're mentioning mm-hmm. are a lot of structured data sources. Gosh, Bob, if if I think back 10 or 15 years ago, we were working with companies that were struggling to move to a single ERP instance. 
And the whole goal around a single ERP instance was one set of data to run the business. Today, that's not a priority. Today, the priority is using that data to drive better decision-making. And so part of your strategy and an area where artificial intelligence is also applied is around data. So in bringing together these data sets and looking at integration to multiple enterprise systems, we apply artificial intelligence there to make sure it's the right kind of data, the right format, the right range, long before it can corrupt your planning process. So you can trap it earlier, bring in the necessary data, and keep moving forward. So that is certainly part of the value proposition of today's digital supply chain initiatives that you weren't able to tap into years ago. You noted that I was referring to structured data, and by implication, of course, we're talking about the existence, the increasing existence of unstructured data, a lot of which comes through social media. Is that being utilized properly and sufficiently within planning engines now with the help of artificial intelligence? So what I would say is it's starting. Most companies are doing initiatives around their social data or social signals. And at their foundation, many of those signals are things like sentiment analysis, positive, negative, neutral, which is about the company or a particular product set or maybe a particular spokesperson that is representing the company as a part of their marketing strategy. So I would say we're just starting. I think that there's a whole lot of additional opportunity out there. Our data science team is doing some really interesting things with social signals in looking at future packaging in the food and beverage industry, different taste profiles, different seasonality factors that come into play. So I think we're going to see more and more social signals, unstructured social signals get incorporated, not just in what do I ship tomorrow or what do I ship today, but what kind of products do I develop for the future? The early days of AI were very concerned with this idea of creating so-called expert systems, automating the human expert, automating tribal knowledge for that matter, so that if some one of your experts left the company or retired, you don't lose the knowledge. But of course, we're talking about two things here. One is that we are actually doing that at the same time. We're doing something that no human could possibly do, and that is deal with this massive data. The question here is what happens to the humans in an environment where AI is playing a strong role in planning. Who are these people who are left, if indeed anyone is? I think that today's planning team members are getting to do some new and interesting things, solving new problems, being more strategic in the business. So instead of being spreadsheet jockeys Mm -hmm. and sitting in front of a spreadsheet for six hours a day or taking data from one system and inputting it into another, today they're getting to solve some new and interesting problems. And some of these problems or opportunities have been around for years, but how we model them the way that we can quickly analyze very specific scenarios and come up with answers that give us a very, very high confidence level, completely different. Bob, let me tell you about one example recently that a customer shared with me. And this is something I think all of your listeners will really understand or have something similar in their business. So the head of procurement came in and said, We just got a great offer, a great opportunity where one of our suppliers that's based in Asia 
wants to bid on a piece of our business. And they've given us some really, really attractive price incentives. So the head of procurement came in and said, I need you to help me evaluate this decision. I understand we've got issues around lead time. We've got inventory policies. We've got customer commitments. What can we do to evaluate if moving our supplier from Latin America to Asia at this price, tell me if that's a good deal for our business, if that's a change we should make. And so the supply chain team, Bob, was able to leverage a digital twin. That's a term that we use today that applies artificial intelligence to a digital model of the physical supply chain network, right? So we're looking at production, we're looking at transportation routes, we know supplier reliability, we know demand variability, all of these things that come together in really a digital depiction of your supply chain. We're able to use that to evaluate price, lead time, quantities, packaging, postponement strategies, et cetera. So the supply chain team was able to get their arms around this, model multiple scenarios for the business, and come back with an answer in just a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. You can't do that without artificial intelligence. And the yeah. confidence level around that decision, Bob, was so much higher than what they would have done in Excel spreadsheets, which would have taken two weeks to do. But what kind of skills and abilities does that team need to have now in order to do that? It sounds like we need much more sophisticated data analysts these days. Or is it just the case that the people who are doing it before can step up and do it now in a different way? Or do you need a different kind of training and a different kind of talent? I think you need more of a business analyst. Your team needs to understand your business, understand your service goals, Because once your network is modeled in the solution set, it's easy. It's easy to move some of those business parameters around and look at prioritization and have the system, the software, serve up. Here are the top three scenarios that allow you to achieve your goals. Now, which of these good options do you want to pursue? I think that as we see the supply chain talent pool transition they get to do much more interesting things, right? They're not worried about one single order per se. They're looking at the network performance and applying what they know about the business. So I do think it's a little different skill set, but I think for most, it's going to be much more engaging, much more exciting for them to participate in that type of activity than it is in the traditional planning process for their business. The question today with a lot of AI is what do you do with the output uh, what the, that the system gives you? It begins, I guess, in its most primitive manner with descriptive, simply tells you what the situation is. Then it starts to make recommendations. Then it can actually prescribe action and then finally maybe even take action without human intervention at its most sophisticated level. Where are we now along that curve? Yeah, along that continuum. I I agree wholeheartedly. When we look at this, we think of it in terms of about five different types of analytics. As you mentioned, so descriptive analytics, what happened in the past? How did we perform? Did we meet our goal? Diagnostic, if we didn't, why didn't we? What was the root cause? What caused the problem or the impact for the business? And then we think of predictive. And this is what we've been working on for decades and decades, right? What is likely 
likely to happen? What will the future look like? What kind of what-if analysis or simulation can we run? And then, as you said, the prescriptive that's going to tell us what we should do, right? And that prescriptive, Mm -hmm. there's usually more than one right answer for our business. We're always looking at trade-offs for the business, and that's where that human intelligence comes into play as well. And then the whole cognitive piece that brings it all together and we look at new insights, we do reasonability tests, and as a management team, we decide which approach we're going to take and what the expected outcome is going to be. So I don't think that these replace each other. I think they complement the whole process of planning, and you need all five types of analytics in today's marketplace. So descriptive, Mm -hmm. diagnostic, predictive, prescriptive, and the whole cognitive, bring it together let me apply my human intelligence to the equation as well, and then let's make a decision. But as the machine learns, it gets better at doing the high end of the continuum, and I wonder if the trend going forward is that we'll see the machine or the system more and more actually doing the prescribing, and in some cases actually taking action without human intervention. Do you think that is the future? I do. I do, especially on those highly repetitive processes or activities that we've done a number of times, because that's machine learning, right? I learned from past performance, from the plan that was in place. Did that plan meet its goals? Do I want to automate that type of decision-making? Absolutely. If I think back 10 years ago, we used to talk about exception management, right? And Mm -hmm. only make me interact with things that are not within the tolerance that I set. Well, what machine learning does or automation will allow me to do is just put that on steroids and move that much faster in the process or turbocharge it is probably a better way of thinking about it. That that way we can, again, elevate the type of human engagement that we need around those business decisions. So what's been the track record today? You've been working on this for a decade, even before it was called AI. But the whole point of automating planning is to improve accuracy. That is the whole ballgame. What has been the track record? Has it indeed happened? Are we seeing dramatic improvements in accurate forecasts? And do you think it'll get even better? We are. There's a few other things that are happening. You've already mentioned that data volumes have grown exponentially right, that we're tapping into more data. So we Mm -hmm. need to use the analytics, the machine learning, the artificial intelligence, just to chug through all of that data and look for new signals that are meaningful to our business. The other thing that's changed dramatically is supply chains today are, number one, they're global. Number two, they're 24 by 7, 365. It's always moving. It's always in action. And we want to incorporate the latest signals for the business to improve that plan right to the point that it's executed. So you have more frequent planning. In fact, we at Logilia are talking more and more about continuous planning. So no more just monthly or just weekly, but actual continuous planning for your business so that you know what the pulse is today and how well you're performing and how likely you are to meet your quarterly annual goals for the business. So time has changed. We think in much shorter intervals, data volumes have changed, the math that gets applied, but also the granularity of a plan. So one of the exciting things that artificial intelligence and machine learning allow us to do is get very, very granular. So not just look at demand for a particular product or product family, but look at demand at a very specific location 
that may be influenced by things like weather, new housing starts, right? The latest fashion Mm -hmm. trend, that those get very specific to a very specific consumer. So in the future, we may be planning for, Bob, what you and your household want to buy, not just what folks in the Southwest want to buy. Right. So I think that with artificial intelligence, it allows us to look at those large data sets and get more and more granular about where a product needs to be, what channel it's likely to be purchased through, and then how I identify and serve that consumer or that customer, regardless of where they purchased that merchandise. So granularity is a big factor as well. Corinne, how long has Legility been in business? Well, Legility has been solving complex supply chain problems now for almost 40 years. And this is what we do, right? Supply chain planning, helping companies get the right product to the right place at just the right time. How has the company evolved in that 40 years in terms of what you do, the offering to the marketplace and your own expertise? One of the biggest changes is that the solution set is much broader today. When we think of planning, it's really now optimization. So when you think of the math that's involved, the data volumes that can be consumed to look for market signals or supply signals in the marketplace, that has grown exponentially. So the ability to do that very quickly and to serve it up in a highly visual fashion at just the right time is really important. And that's a lot of fun. And the payback is tangible. The return on investment and making better decisions each and every day is something our customers get really excited about. Well, it's clear what they want from you on a basic level, but in terms of their specific pain points and what they come to you with over those 40 years, how has that changed? How have their needs changed? Yeah, it's changed a lot. 40 years ago, they wanted to dig into the specific math and see how the math was done and validate the math behind the plan and get it in there and tweak it, if you will. Today, most companies want it to be available to them out of the box. And then where they're going to spend their time is focusing on how that is served up, what the analytics look like, how they drill down into their business to better understand their business. Bob, it's not uncommon for one of our customers to say to us, we didn't know what we didn't know. And Mm -hmm. it's so fascinating to see in very objective terms exactly what's happening in our business, to be able to uncover for them where bias exists in their business or where one planning team is excelling with better performance and another one is kind of hedging their bets along the way. So it's very interesting to see it through their eyes and how they're leveraging and kind of harnessing those opportunities. The other thing I would say that's really changed about supply chain today and how Agility is able to serve its customers is this whole opportunity to mitigate risk. You're continually sensing the environment and sensing the success of the plan to make lots of small corrections that can be incorporated along the way versus making these huge structural corrections that may happen on an annual basis or every couple of years. So I think we've really got opportunity to help companies continue to get better and better every day. 
hard to see the future. Forty years ago, I, I can't imagine that we would have imagined where we'd be today with things like the Internet of Things and global supply chains and advances in devices and, and the cloud and stuff like that. But that being the case, how do you see the future in terms of where you're going and what you're going to need to be doing in the future and what customer needs might be in the years ahead different from today? I think it's really exciting. I love this area of supply chain because it's really more and more about the business. And supply chain is viewed very strategically today. 40 years ago, it was a cost center, right? And all the mm -hmm. focus at that point in time was how do I reduce cost? Today, the conversations we're having with our customers is how do we get your products to market 10 times faster than you're able to do today? How do we get you there faster with lower risk and better sell-through on those goods? So that is really exciting, and that's just one example of how the conversation has changed around supply chain and where it's headed in this next decade. Corinne, I want to thank you so much for helping us to understand just what's going on in the world of artificial intelligence. It's a hard subject to get your arms around. I think you've done a great job in summarizing it in that time and also telling us a little bit about Legility and its journey from the past to the present and the future. Corinne Bursa of Legility, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Bob. That was my conversation with Corinne Bursa of Logility, talking about the evolution of artificial intelligence and supply chain planning. Our thanks to Logility for sponsoring this episode. We're online at www.supplychainbrain.com. We repost a new episode of this podcast for streaming or downloading every Friday. You can also read my Think Tank blog, watch thousands of videos, and access all of our other content, including the digital edition of our magazine. Look for us on Facebook and LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter, at SCBrain. You can also download or subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Got any comments or suggestions on this or any episode? Email me at rbowman at supplychainbrain.com. See you next time. <laughs>